I mean, like, folks who have lost stuff. And we have, man, we have, all of us. Our homes. Our families. Normal lives. And usually life takes more than it gives, but not today. Today it's given us something. It has given us a chance. To do what? To give a shit. For once. Not run away. I, for one, am not going to stand by and watch as Ronan wipes out billions of innocent lives. But Quill, stopping Ronan, it's impossible. You're asking us to die. Yeah, I guess I am. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Small Business, Small Talk. I am your host, Christy Smallwood. I am the founder, chief strategic guide, CEO of Eagle Eye Strategies based in Louisville, Kentucky, where we are strategy first business providing services to make sure you get your work done because our mission is your success. Now, I sound a little different today because it's been a couple of weeks since I've done an episode, and if I slightly cough, Bear with me. I'll try to get these the coughing fits edited out. Uh, but I've been a little under the weather. It's been a little crazy around here. So today's episode, bear with me because uh, it will be a little bit of a shorter episode. You get just me this time because I wanted to share with you my recent experience. So a couple of weeks ago, um, I don't know, some, some of you guys out there might actually like this little extra breathy today. Who knows? <coughs> Sorry. Uh, but if you're watching, you'll see that uh, I, I don't even have makeup on today. I've got my little blue light filter glasses. I'm taking all of my, I'm just being as comfortable as I can. So I don't work up the, the coughing fits with that. I had recently tested positive for COVID. Now here's the thing. Was I actually, did I actually have COVID? I'm not sure to me my experience felt, felt like a combination of what I've had before, which is a sinus infection and bronchitis. So apparently, uh, as though I, while yes, I did test positive for COVID, my symptoms were very mild. I did not lose my sense of taste or smell. Thank goodness. Um, there was a weird run of cravings. Like I craved a Twinkie. I don't know why I haven't had a Twinkie in like 20 years. I know they don't taste the same as they did before. I craved uh, orange sherbet for some reason. That was a couple of days worth and I got over it. I didn't have any because I was eating tangerines like crazy, uh, you know, extra vitamin C, making sure I had plenty of supplements and plenty of things. Uh, what it did to me though, as a person, as an individual, uh, knocked me out, you know, I'm out of commission, whether it was COVID or if it was a sinus infection and bronchitis, I'm, I'm out of commission. Like I can't do a podcast or an interview with somebody when I can't talk without coughing the entire time or catch my breath or, you know, whatever. So it does, it put a halt to everything. And what I wanted to talk about today was what is that like as the leader of the business? And meaning that I have two part-time people on staff with me. So I'm not by myself at all on getting all of the work done. 
and I have uh, a, a bevy of other people that I contract with to get other other work done. So it's not just me in the business anymore. I'm not uh, the uh, classic solopreneur. I've grown past that stage, which is phenomenal for me. I'm very happy about it. Um, but what it does because of the position I hold, the role that I play within my own business, I am the face. I am the voice of this company. And of course this podcast. And therefore, if I don't have it, and if I can't show up, the show does not go on. What, what happens when this shit hits the fan and you can't show up? What happens when everything comes to an absolute all stop? So if this is the first time that you've uh, come across one of my episodes for Small Business Small Talk, please go check us out on the website. It's smallbusinessmalltalk.com, smallbusinessmalltalk.com. You can find all of the, the platforms that we're, we're housed everywhere from there, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, for your listening pleasure. We also have a YouTube channel, Facebook page, websites fine as well. and. We're making tweaks to the website to make sure like the contact form actually will work because uh, that hasn't been working. So sorry about that if you're trying to reach out to, to me and the team. And uh, if you have any questions or if you have a story you'd like to hear. So Small Business Small Talk, the podcast itself, has grown into and evolved into sharing the, the story of small business owners. We all have great stories out there. I love my small business owners that I've worked with over the years. They're the best people ever. They, the passion comes through and I love that. Uh, it's a lot of family owned businesses and a lot of people who put meaning into what they do. And that means a lot to me because I don't, I don't really like to deal with the transactional stuff in the sense of I have a widget. I just want to sell the widget so I can make some money. That's not the people that gravitate to me to work with. So those are uh, not typically my clients. I like those clients who like the, the meaning behind it and to really dive into some strategy into, you know, there's a lot of things that I love about my small business. And that's why I did this podcast this way is originally it was to, how can I share with you best uh, practices and all of these things that I've learned. How can I just teach you something? Well, nobody wants to sit and be taught all day or lectured to that's no fun. And you won't stick with that. Like who cares? But when I share stories of other people who may be in your industry, or it might be something you've thought about doing, or <clears throat> they just have this fantastic story of what they, what they were and what they are now. And like this transitional stuff, transformational things. I, I just love a good small business story and small business doesn't mean unsuccessful. That's just, that's another thing. Definition of small business is for me, it's more about how many people you have on the team, not how much revenue you're generating. And a lot of people will equate a small business to small revenue. And that's not the case at all. Uh, some days I feel like it is for me, but I, I joke and jest. Um, I, I keep my small business is like getting a bigger purse. I, <laughs> you fill it up, right? Your budget accommodates to what you're trying to grow into as it should. So as the budget grows, revenue grows, expenses grow the whole nine yards. Um, so, but small business makes the biggest impact in the world. 
we think it's companies like Disney, but what we don't realize is that while while Disney is a global business with a shit ton of incendiaries out there of different arms of industries, like they they are a media conglomerate for sure. They're big everywhere. They utilize hundreds of small businesses every day, thousands across the world to be able to get the work done that falls under the umbrella of Disney. And we just don't, we don't realize how, how big small business impacts a global company. I love the story of small business. I love to know those meaningful impacts. So I'm hoping that as you watch these episodes or you listen, that you get that same feeling that you can walk away from listening to one of these episodes, watching uh, an episode and say, man, that was really cool. And I learned not just about that. That was a cool person and that's a cool story, but you know what? They had that great idea. I wonder how I could apply that to my own business and my own self. So when I share with you today, my story a little bit, I'm hoping that'll work the same for you as well, that uh, you're going to hear what I have to say, stick with me a little bit, uh, and then walk away going, you know what, if, if that chick can go through this shit and walk away halfway saying, I think I can too, because believe me, if, (laughs) if I can do this, so can you. Um, So tested positive for COVID. My physical symptoms weren't drastic. Thank the Lord above. Um, actually the Lord right here with me all the time. Anyway, thank the Lord. It was not devastating physical, um, issues. It did knock me for a loop. I've been very tired. Um, it's actually not the most tired I've ever been. And I've felt worse fatigue. And of course, breathing issues. I've grown up with breathing issues. So I know how to manage not being able to breathe very well when you don't have an inhaler or things like that. Uh, When you don't have the, when you're not used to uh, having constricted breathing, it will probably freak you out and make it worse. For me, I've, my entire life has been breathing issues. And when I was very young, uh, developed horrible allergies and asthma and all that kind of stuff. So I've always had to learn how to manage breathing in a day. So I don't freak out if I get bronchitis. I just, I've learned how to manage it. Now with this, that's what it felt like. Like I said, um, it didn't necessarily feel like COVID. Some of the after effects into the second week of this, actually third week at this point, I'm past the quarantine. I'm lifted from quarantine I'm choosing not to get out for one more week, uh, doing a lot of everything virtual again so that I can control the coughing. I need to make sure there's certain things that I don't want people to be uncomfortable sitting across the table for me if I'm having this dry cough because I'm not used to talking so much anymore. But the after effects of it that's different than just a regular bronchitis or sinus infection is a lightheadedness and a, a headache. Uh, I have a lingering headache. So it's just kind of become my little constant companion. It's not my favorite thing, but you know, it is what it is. So again, thankfully enough, I've not had um, super damaging physical issues and I've completely just stayed away from people. I don't know where I picked it up. Don't have a clue how it all happened. 
it just did. At first it felt like a minor earache and I monitored, uh, symptoms and fever. I didn't have fever in the very beginning. As soon as I showed up to have a temperature of over my normal, I went to the doctor. So, um, the biggest thing about being sick at all is try not to freak out because freaking out, like the more negative energy you're putting into, it does, just doesn't help. So that's my biggest thing about anytime that I've, I've been sick is to remain calm. It'll go away faster. And it's one of the first rules is, okay, this is the thing I'm concentrating on right now. And what that did to the business side of things is because I can only focus on one thing at a time when I'm sick like that. While yes, it puts me out of commission for anywhere from three to five to seven days, it's not putting me out of commission for three months. Like it's not exacerbating the issue for longer than necessary. I will shut everything down and let my body do what it needs to do to be able to heal appropriately. Now, again, thankfully I didn't have the physical issues that caused me to have to go to the hospital. We're all good. Um, good management. So, but business wise, what does that do? Well, shit, you, there's a lot of work to do around here and not just to grow my own business, but to take care of my current clients. So the first thing that I do is I have already set priorities in place. So crisis management style of priorities, when shit hits the fan, no matter what shit that may be, what is the first thing that needs to be secure? And that is the client work because the clients are the ones <laughs> that are taking care of, of paying the bills. Honestly, they are the ones who are providing the revenue for my business. And so I need to make sure they are taken care of first. If that means I have to have a clone of some sort, a backup, uh, that that's what I have to do. So when it comes to what I do with a business, my client work falls a lot under strategy work. And that means me or marketing services. And then I have a training arm, which is me and facilitation, which is me. Now, thankfully in this particular time period, the only thing I had under my training and facilitation was a workshop on the calendar that Eagle Eye was hosting. So it was all me. It wasn't a client paid event. It was going to be a public facing. I decided to cancel that because I could not properly prepare. Oh, it broke my heart for a little bit because I was really looking forward to that one. That was going to be fun. It was going to be a scavenger hunt style field trip slash workshop not your normal business planning workshop for sure. So I'll still do that at some point in the future, but it does take a lot of prep work to make sure you as the participant would have uh, not only a fun time, but it would make it relevant for your business. So client work that is paying the bills is a, is a lot of marketing services. So I do, you know, social media management, we do website management, we do a lot of marketing stuff, just you name it, we, we can do it around here. That's what my team is for. And so I had already had a team in place earlier this year to help make sure, you know, client work is getting done and we're growing. Now the team is also helping me with all of the things to grow the business. And my team is fantastic. 
My team is super fantastic. If you do not have a super fantastic team, check yourself because it's not somebody else. As the leader of your business, it's not their fault that the work's not getting done. You are the buck stops here person. And so when I hired my people or I bring, I even bring on a strategic partner that I'm not hiring them, they might be a 1099, they might be a, a, a one project kind of thing. I still make them watch my entry video. So I have created a video, a welcome video, a welcome to Eagle Eye Strategies video that says, here's who we are. Here's what we're about. Here's Here's what's important to us as a company. Here's what our culture is like. This is what I mean when I say, and this is what's important. And when everybody's on the same page about what the business is about and why it's important to do the things that we're doing, the setting that tone on the upfront has made a huge difference for me and my team. I've seen it in the, in the marketplace all, all over the place. Like, you can hear the big dogs and they'll talk about culture. <clears throat> you know, the companies that have a great culture because you've experienced it on the, on the front lines, you, you know, you know, like think about those places of business that you have experienced where that culture is solidified. You know, when you walk in as a client, as a customer, you're going to experience something great because the company has set it up front. That is the tone. This is why it's important. This is what you're going to experience. So I do the same thing with my people and they know that. And that's why my clients will always be taken care of when, and my, and my clients now feel comfortable enough that if they know I'm out of commission, they have actually called my team direct and they're like, yeah, we know Christy can't quite talk right now. So can you just take care of this for us? And I'm like, um, yeah, this is how that should work. They should feel, the client should feel like the team is theirs and it works great. It just works beautifully. So, and I know that my team is going to listen to this episode. So thank you so much. Uh, just huge shout out to Gabby and Ashley and Jennifer and Aaron and Zoe and all of those people who helped me get the detail work done when I can't move off the couch. So that's been one huge bonus. And when you can set your team up for success as a leader and the, the proverbial machine still runs well, when you are out of commission, then you know, you're doing it well. Uh, and my team is still excited to, you know, <laughs> figure they, they'd be like, oh, she's not around. We'll just do it. Like, no, they're not leaving me. <laughs> I love it. They're not leaving me. So the other thing um, that having this time of really not being able to do anything else, I, if, I have gotten out once to drive, like you just need to get the stink blown off. You got to get out of here. So I got in the car and it had been um, like a day after quarantine lifted for me. I was still feeling lightheaded and a headache, but I did manage to get out and I took a short drive for like 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah, this is good. I'm going to go back home. I grabbed me some food from the drive-thru and came home <laughs> and rested. And then I was like, okay, we, we need to build up the stamina. So here's where I know I am. 
in it. And uh, what I decided to do this week was still have meetings, however, all virtual. And then I'll do the driving and people across the table for me next week. So (laughs) the other thing about, oh, I have a coach myself. So I am a business coach. And when I say a business coach, I'm more of the executive leader coach, not just a business coach. So there's so many subtle differences in all of the different coaches that are out there. Business coaching uh, falls under the umbrella of a lot of business consulting, really, or teaching you how to find the gaps in your business. Uh, and some life coaching might be involved in that. Mine has more of the individual coaching. So not just the business overall PL, like we're not going to go through your PLs until we get to that point of when is a PL important to talk about? But what is it about you and how you are showing up in your business? So that's why I work mainly in executive leadership positions. I help the leaders be stronger leaders, basically. That's my style of coaching. With um So I have a coach because I know how important it is. And Daryl, I love him dearly. He's, he's the only one that's been able to coach me well. And I say that because I'm I'm a pretty tough cookie. I know people like me and it's hard to, um, it's hard for people like me to open up and be vulnerable. So I get it. Daryl allows a very safe space for that. This is what I do for my clients. I allow a safe space for them to open up and be vulnerable. No judgment. We're going to work through things uh, at your pace, that kind of stuff. And so I know how important a safe space is. And and, uh, I'm thankful that I found somebody that can provide that for me. Well, he shared some stories this week, which I love. I love to hear this. Again, small business stories. We're in it together. And it hit me like a freaking ton of bricks that I have sent for over a decade now, before I even started my own business, I have been playing defense this entire time in my business. You wouldn't think to look at it. Like if you were to look on the outside, you're like, wow, look at all of this stuff that she's done and she's gotten accomplished and look, she has awards and on the shelves and she's got the book out. I'm like, so what? It's not enough. It's never going to be enough. I struggle with it. Like perfectionism is a thing. Uh, imposter syndrome is definitely a thing. I, but this past week has made me put an all stop even more on things in my life. And so I'm sitting here going, well, what's the point of it all? reevaluating, right? Taking that time to reevaluate. Daryl and I have this session and I was like, holy crap balls. I have been playing defense, defense. What you can't win a game playing defense all the time. I'm not scoring well here. So uh, my homework this week, and I'm still in the middle of the homework. So I don't have final answers. So come back for that. But my homework this week is to regroup and reevaluate. And what does that look like for me if I'm playing offense? If I'm not even playing the same game that my competitors are? Do I give a flat rat's ass about what my competitors really are doing? Not really. Here's the thing. I am not them. Not even close. 
My business model is very distinct and it's different. I cross over multiple industries. So it's hard to really, there is no box to put me in. Good luck with that. So how do I like what, where, what, uh, uh, these are things that I'm going to be going through myself. So if you've ever had those moments, get yourself a coach that you feel safe with to talk it out and to, to develop a direction and a plan of action. For me, clarity is a big deal. Truth is one of my number threes, top three core values is truth. And I need to know clarity of truth in my own life and in my own business, what's working and what's really not. What is it that I think is cool and fun to do, but nobody else cares. (laughs) I'm sorry about that because it's true. Every business owner I've ever known has done something. They're like, this is going to be great. And nobody like crickets. Nobody shows up for that. And it's, disheartening and it's disappointing. And then it sets you back mentally and all all of that kind of stuff happens. And so as I'm sitting here sharing, you know, these thoughts and this learning with you, I'm hoping that you're getting out of it. Like this chick is a mess. Well, of course I am. And so are you like, we all are our own unique messes. I like to take this time and figure out where I am in my story. And what do I need to do to move this whole thing forward? So while we might think that my being out of commission is all about just being sick with COVID, it's a wonderful opportunity to regroup. So I wrote about it in the Being Super book. And if you can't see it on the video, I'm going to reach behind here, pulling out the book. So there is uh, the concept behind this Being Super book. And I don't talk about my own stuff a whole lot. And so I'm going to today because it's just me. When I wrote this book, it was about sharing how I, how I apply my love of not just the love of superheroes, but it's like, how do I, me, Christy, how do I manage to get through all of the shit that I've ever gotten through? Well, aside from my love of Jesus, because sometimes we all know as much as I love Jesus and as much as you pray, sometimes it feels like that's just not enough. For again, truth and clarity are a big deal for me. So I like to know where am I? What is really happening here? So the hero's journey is a literary outline of a sequence of events that typically happen in our lives. And that hero's journey has basically, so I've simplified it to like five phases of things. You, you get a call to something greater. You're getting a call out of your comfort zone. Something happens to shake it all up. And it could be something amazingly wonderful, or it could be something devastating. It doesn't always have to be negative. It could be something fantastic, but it's calling you out of your normal comfort zone. And then you go on the quest. Now, the quest is honestly the fun parts, the fun things about discovering more about yourself. All of this stuff just kind of gets heaped on you. Usually in the movies, this is that montage section that you see with the great song behind it. And you're seeing the development of the hero and their skills and powers and all that kind of fun stuff. That's the quest. Like you really discover what you're made of. Also on the quest, 
your team shows up, your sidekicks, your mentor, all your support system shows up during the quest as well. But then you enter in battle stage, okay? Battles, battles. You're not, you're not going to win the first battle you're facing. It just, that's a one in a million shot. You're usually going to get your ass kicked the first time out. So then what do you do? Well, there's things that happen during that stage of, of going into battle until you get to that defining moment, the defining moment, and then you're victorious in that. And then after victory comes continuing adventures, because if you woke up breathing today, you got a new adventure to, to step into. And I like to look at the world that way, because for me, it makes all of the crap have meaning that it falls under a sense of significance in life, that this, this all has a purpose. I may not see the purpose today, but the belief that there is a purpose behind the pain and that the adversity is there to help hone my skills myself to a new level. I like looking at the world that way because it gives me a sense of purpose and direction. Even if I don't feel worthy in a day, I know my life is worthy because I'm still in this continuing adventure stuff. Now with being super, <laughs> absolutely. My love of superheroes obviously comes through. So I've overlaid it with superhero stories as well as everyday people stories and where that fits in <clears throat> each of these stages, <clears throat> such as let's talk about that back to the battle. Um, when we talk about in the battle section, we're regrouping. So this past week, I've had a great opportunity to regroup. And there is a scene in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie where this group of ex-con misfits just had their asses handed to them in battle. And they all feel defeated and miserable. And then Peter Quill stands up and starts talking. And so he goes, they go on to, you know, all gather together and, and obviously win the day because they still have more battles that they're going into and all that kind of stuff to do. But there's this, what I wrote in the, in the book is that there's a period of regrouping after battles that allows you to breathe for a moment and regain energy from your support team. They help you see things that you may have missed about the villain. They help you refocus on the areas in which you excel. They ask the hard questions that help you get answers. They remind you what you are capable of and your purpose. That has come true for me this past week. You know, being, um, I keep calling it out of commission, but really I, I didn't tell the world about being tested positive for COVID because I just don't want the backlash that comes from being told what to do. When you're sick with COVID, I don't need people telling me what to do, period. So I just didn't tell the world. But in the process of that, my support system showed up in a big way because people were concerned because I wasn't out so much. I wasn't, you know, wasn't showing up online. I wasn't my old bubbly self. Like, what's happening with you? Is everything okay? What can I bring you? What can we do? And we would have this 
brief, but very meaningful conversation about how I would, I showed up for them in their lives and why it's important and what about me makes it a good experience. And I'm like, this has been a really interesting and impactful and meaningful time for me. So for all of my support system listening out there, thank you. You guys mean a whole lot to me. And that's one of the things that is um, another bright spot that I've thought about this week is that the person I am today is definitely not the person I was 10 years ago. I thought 10 years ago I had it together. (laughs) Hang on while I lose my shit here. (laughs) I thought I knew. what a support system look like and all of that kind of stuff. But I didn't, I didn't realize that that in and of itself, when you have, when you don't have the right people in your inner circle helping you, they're only hurting you. They're holding you back. They're hurting you. And you, you may not realize it until later, you know, looking back. Um, but I realize it now that the person I was then is what everybody else wanted me to be. I'm now entering this stage of life where I'm becoming this person I always wanted to be. Does that make sense? There's a difference between being the person other people want me to be and being the person I want to be. And what I found out this week and and over the past year or so, but what I found out is that people really like the person I want to be. And if I'm trying to fit the mold of something somebody else wants me to be, nobody's going to be happy in that situation. There is not one person that's going to come out happy about it. And so I'm really settling into this concept of be myself. Well, what does that even mean? Well, I've done a lot of pre-work to this. This is what coaching training has done and leadership programs and, you know, all of the the stuff that I, I keep pointing in front of me, like you can see my bookshelf, all of the programs that I have participated in, or I have led myself, or I've done strategy sessions with people that I've learned things from. There's so much that I have learned in my, my years. We're just going to leave the number out. But in my years of existence here, I have been on purpose developing myself. And now I'm developing myself intentionally in the direction I want to go, which is going to make a huge impact for my business coming out of this period of time of all stop out of commission, things like that. Now, every year, probably about this time, usually, you know, it's October. Uh, this is the, the, the fun time of year to do strategic planning for any business. Like, well, we got to start this Q4. We got to start thinking about 2022 next year, whatever. I say you need to do it every day. You need to be thinking about what's coming up, what you really, are we still on track? But I do say quarterly check in. If you, well, first of all, let's address this. If you do not have a plan, you need to contact me because everybody needs to have a direction with a plan that's flexible enough for you to meet objectives in the direction you want to go. 
If you have a plan and you have not looked at that sucker for months, well, you're missing the point of having a strategy. Uh, you don't really have a strategy, like you're not into it. And that's fine too. Just own where you are right now and decide, do I want to get better and how do I want to accomplish that? Do I want it to happen to me or do I want to take life by the balls and go for it? And, uh, and you know what? No, I ain't apologizing for my language. If you don't like it, you can change a channel. Um, when I work with people, I'm pretty not hateful, but I am very direct about it. Like, let's just cut through all of the niceties, shall we? And get to the point of what it is that you really want to accomplish. Own it. If you want to be a millionaire in 90 days, well, what model works for that? It definitely, there's two ways to look at it. If you want to be a millionaire in 90 days, that's a huge transactional kind of business. Go for it. Find the model that works and do that thing. If you're like, yeah, I don't care about the money today. I want a business that's going to last for three generations. That's a different, that's a whole different mindset. So when you have shit hit the fan and you come to a complete all stop, take that opportunity to reevaluate, to regroup yourself, to regain some of that energy, get your strong support system surrounding you to remind you <laughs> when you can't think anymore um, and to help you get some clarity about what steps you want to take next. This podcast, this show, Small Business Small Talk Show, is something I'm going to keep around for quite some time. I would love, in my, in my wildest dreams, I would love for this to become a national show, like on TV somewhere and everything. That would be awesome, where I could actually go on site, do the interviews with people on site, in their shops. I would love that. That would be fantastic. Am I there yet? No, <laughs> we're not. Not today, I'm not. But who knows what the future may hold, and that's the direction I'm headed. So uh, hopefully the, those of you who are watching and listening are along for the ride and want to participate somehow. You know, send me, send me somebody that you know that would be a great addition to share their own small business story. Like how are they overcoming their adversity in life? Everybody has some. How did you overcome it? What are some things like who motivates you? Who's, who has inspired you over the years to do something bigger than you thought you could? What, what's been the impetus? What's the catalyst for you to make change on purpose in your own life to make something big happen? Like some people it takes for, it just takes one simple spark to say, you know what? I'm I'm going to, I'm going to go out and try something new. I'm not going to change anything else. I'm just going to add a side hustle. Let's see what I can do with a side hustle. Never done a side hustle before. Don't even know what that means. Don't even know, but I'm interested. I just want to diversify my options here. As without getting on a soapbox of the state of the world today, I think that um, I always think it's good to diversify options. Think of a side hustle as a hobby you're making money from and see what happens. The best small businesses have come from people who have said, this is, I have a passion for doing this. And what do you know? I turned it into a business where I could actually make a living. 
Those are my favorites. I love, and that's another reason why small business is so fantastic is because it's that whole segment of business is full of people who said, I love to do this. And they've created a way to make a living out of it. And now they are living their quote unquote, hashtag best lives ever. And I love those stories. I love those stories, especially when they're bringing their families into it. I love to hear the family aspect too, because even mine is family. (laughs) My mom and my my aunt do (laughs) my bookkeeping because I do not want to have to do that on a day-to-day basis, even though I spend a lot more time in that area than I really want to. Uh, There's a lot of detail about running a business that isn't my favorite thing to do. That's why I have team people who help me get those things done because they love it. Like the detail work that I'm having them do, they love it and they're good at it. So we all compliment each other and they know what we're about and they've, they've got my back. Uh, And I, again, I can't brag on my team enough. So with this episode, I'm starting to wear out a little bit. Um, I do thank you for your time today. I know I might've gotten a little off tangent in a couple of spots, but I'm hoping that you walk away knowing that when something happens in your own life, in your own space, that you've learned that yes, it is manageable. Things can be made. Chaos can be managed, especially when you have predefined what your priorities are and the direction you're going find this strong team to help have your back. Those areas in which you have a business, find those things in which, yes, you can have a backup plan in place. Some things like doing a podcast episode where you are the face of the voice may have to be put on hold (laughs) until you're able to do them. And that's okay too. Having the flexibility Uh, communicating what's happening is always good for those who are counting on you. So for my regular listeners and attendees of the show, I appreciate you tremendously. I love the feedback that I get. I love that you love this show. Please help me spread the word, get the word out to more people. Thank you again for your time today. And um, just, just go be super, find those things in your own life that makes your continuing adventures even more exciting every day. And with that, I have been your host. Thanks for listening to my story today. My name is Christy Smallwood, based in Louisville, Kentucky. I can go anywhere after I'm unquarantined. Um, (laughs) Connect with us. Let me know what you think of the show. Please give us a great review. Uh, Or you can be like, damn, that bitch is crazy. Who knows? Like, I'll take that one as a compliment. Just, Just saying. As long as I'm fun to listen to, we're good. With that, thanks you again. It's been a pleasure and we'll have more guests shortly to have again on Small Business Small Talk. Go visit the website, smallbusinessmalltalk.com and we'll see you again on another episode.